welcome to the next episode of Splitting Cases. We're upstairs in the band room of the small ballroom and as always sponsored by Murray's. Our guest today is the drummer of a very cool band, Sasquatch. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> Hello. Uh, we've seen Sasquatch a whole bunch of times and they're on tour for, he's still on tour for the latest album? Yes, that's right. Sorry, let it come between us. This is show number 11 of 32. Three dates. I so think you'll still doing. be on tour for a while. Yeah, 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 yeah. And this leg that we're currently on is about a month that we're away from home. Yeah. So um, we're just making our way up the east coast, right up to Cairns. And, and do we actually introduce our guests properly then? No, we didn't. We just called him the drummer from Sasquatch, that's Sam Raimi. That's I've correct. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, thank you. For I've the... been calling him Sam Raimi all day. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm sure he's heard that before. I get everything. Yeah, yeah I get heaps of different names. <laughs> so Sam Raimi's fine. I'll roll with that. No, yeah. I don't know about Sam Raimi. He's um, he's had a checkered, a checkered cinematic past. Do you know what? Interesting fact: the leader of the opposition in Cambodia <laughs> is called Sam Rainsy. Oh and my, my nickname is Rainsy, so my full name, given name is Sam Rains, but yeah, his his legitimate name is Sam no Rainsy, way. and supposedly the people love him over there. That's a pretty cool name. You could call him Rainsy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm sure he'd be called Rainsy. So you've got As a you backup career. Yeah, if needed. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I tried to contact him once when I was drunk, but it seems like it was going to be too much effort. Yeah, it seems like he's got a few handlers between yeah. maybe getting in touch. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> So uh, the tour seems pretty massive as well. Like, yeah. Like, what, like a lot of regional shows? Plus you're driving around in a van as well too. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think the um, idea behind doing such a big tour and getting everywhere is that we just love playing so much. Like mm. We love playing live shows and it's what we do well and what we enjoy. So yeah. why not just do as much of it as we possibly could? Damn right. Your topic today has a lot to do with music, but it's not entirely music related. Do you want to introduce it? Right. So the topic, which one of my bandmates, obviously <laughs> they know me very well. Has thrust upon you. Yes, has thrust upon me, was uh, music, 90s music, uh, and especially 90s music in skate movies, and the two of them together. Because, um, yeah. They were a pretty big influence on me when I was younger. Yeah, yeah. And I think that uh, I think that has washed off on me even in my older age, even though I'm not skateboarding anymore. Yeah, yeah. But I still find the two very interesting and very similar, which might not seem that similar to... Well, first, first question I've got is, you know, you've just kind of answered, but do you skate? When did you start skating? When you were a kid? Or? Right, yeah. So I used to skate all the time when I was a kid, yeah. from, let's say, the age of eight to the age of about 17 or 18. Yeah. One of the reasons I stopped skating as much then is because obviously drumming, the health of my wrists is so important. Yeah, of course. So as I started to do VCA music and then go to uni and study drums and everything like that, I had to really kind of be careful about falling yeah, you don't want to yeah. smash your wrist yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> when uh when, you know when i was a pubescent boy and i was <laughs> raging with hormones i didn't care at all if i broke and yeah, fell wrist my arm or anything elsewhere. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> all i needed was one wrist now i need two <laughs> now i need two thank god you didn't though man like knowing yeah. that you had now gotten into drumming when you weren't being careful thank god nothing happened yeah 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 absolutely but but you know i thank a 
part of skateboarding and watching skateboarding movies in the yeah. 90s was, like I said, a big influence on me playing drums now. Yeah. Because I was so influenced by the skating and then the music that accompanied the skateboarding I was watching yeah. uh, was, was, yeah, very so, influential. So what were skateboarding movies? Because I have this picture in my head because I've never seen a skateboarding movie. Mm-hmm. But, but um, like, where I grew up, there were a lot of, like, surfing movies yep. that just had, like, you know, all sorts of different bands playing in the background. It's kind of just like that. Is it the same sort of thing? Yeah. Very similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. very similar. And, and I think when I started watching them, a lot like the surf and the motocross and all those movies, yeah, yeah. they had, like, you know, punk rock music and usually heavy music that would accompany the, yeah. the, the activity of whatever yeah. sport it was. So that was that. But then as I watched more and more, I started getting into a few other movies. And there's one in particular called Mouse. I don't imagine either of you have heard of them. Okay, it was directed by Spike Jones. Oh, okay. So yeah, well, of course. So already it's got that element to it. Right to it. Um, But then that also uh, had a lot of different music in it. So it wasn't just punk rock and like young, heavy kind of music. So there was a lot of bands in mouse. There was like Bob Dylan and Herbie Hancock. Yeah. um, James Brown. Had a big influence on you as well. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. He had a huge influence on me and I, uh, I studied him in my honours year at uni. And, uh, yeah, so watching that became, yeah, it really took, uh, what can I say, my, my um, visual sensation of watching skateboarding was yeah. kind of taken over by my oral sensation of hearing what I was hearing. That's awesome. Does that make sense? No, it yeah, totally it makes sense. Right. It's, it's almost like you're seeping in. It's, oh, what's the word I'm thinking of? Um, Osmosis? No, subliminal. Ah, yes, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. well that's exactly right. Because in a completely way less cool way, um, that's what happened with me and Tony Hawk's, um, the skateboarding game. It's like you play enough of that PS1 game, and you know, when, during the 90s, I was like super into the Spice Girls, you know, I hadn't, like, the the kind of most cred I had with music was loving Beatles through my big brother, Uh but... Um, when I started playing Tony Hawk's, it's like you play enough of that game and suddenly you just you know all of the songs that are in it. That's and right, really yeah. cool soundtracks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All through the series of those games, there's shit hot soundtracks. <laughs> That's right. Because they come from skating movies. Yep. And in the cutscenes, there is a lot of uh, there is a lot of great skating scenes, and then that takes you to watching skate movies. That's right. Yeah, and I, I remember playing that game. Oh, just relentlessly, and again hearing the songs that I didn't know and then finding out who they were. Oh, wow, mm. this is Body Jar, mm. this is, you know, Dead Kennedys and all this stuff, yeah. and then taking off from there. Well, that's a good point. We were kind of discussing before the episode, what were the bands that were going to come up? We were thinking, oh, is it Dead Kennedys? Is it Rancid, No FX? What's, what's going to come up? So Right. Well, yeah, heaps of them. Like I said, they were kind of the generic ones you'd find in a lot of movies. Yeah. But then... It seemed like music took almost uh, these, the skate movies took almost more of a um, uh, I don't know like an open approach to the filming yeah. and they almost became like films they weren't just but that's almost skaters. the same with I kind of remember the surf videos that I saw having like just all sorts of crazy like electro stuff back in the day and like I don't know just stuff that was out there that you wouldn't have thought 
yeah. mixed well. For me, surf movies were always like ambient rock stuff, but no, totally. And when you say things that mixed well, this is again bringing it back to Mouse. It's a girl skate production. So mm. Girl was one of the biggest and still is one of the biggest skate brands. So they had yeah. all the best skaters for them. And I remember watching the extras when I got the DVD and it was a, ha- a Herbie Hancock track called Watermelon Man. taken from the 1974 Herbie Hancock album Headhunters and it's like a highly kind of improvised music it's jazz funk and I remember watching that listening to it being like oh wow this improvised music is great then you notice that the skateboarding is very much uh, improvisory as well they're both improvising and so you've got this oral sensation of improvising you've got this visual sensation and it's I just think it's rad and the two almost complement each other because in a lot of a lot of these skate films, mm. the music will be synced up with the landing and the taking yeah. off of tricks. So when a skateboarder jumps off 13 stairs yeah. and lands on the ground, that'll be with a cymbal crash. I fucking love or, that kind Yeah, of stuff, exactly. So it just kind of emphasises the yeah. music and the music emphasises the skateboarding and, and that's the two just, just really work. Good editing as well. Yeah, absolutely. No. Which is where the whole, you know, it becomes more of a film than yeah. just some footage of some skaters but it's it's almost the same with any kind of genre of film you know it starts off really it starts off really clunky and as it gets more refined the filmmaking gets more refined yeah absolutely or you can go the opposite angle and try and like read something into it by trying to sync something up after the fact. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wizard in. of Oz, Pink Floyd. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I've heard people are already doing that with um, The Force Awakens. Oh, fucking They're serious? Like, with what? Yeah, yeah. I think with Dark Side of the Moon. No. Yeah, right. And it's like, this can't be a thing. No, That's, no. I'm pretty sure JJ wasn't trying to do that. <laughs> Surely not. So when you were a kid skating all the time and you were watching these skate movies, did it encourage you to skate more or were you just like kind of fuck why can't I do that no it definitely encouraged yeah. definitely I would watch a movie and it would take about 20 minutes before I'd have to turn it off and run outside yeah. and get whatever that inspirational motivation was were out of me were you persistent with it like you know I can't do this now but I'm just going to keep fucking trying kind of kind of some things kill persistence like mm. injury and uh, <laughs> it's kind of like well, the prelude yeah. to like jackass and stuff like that yeah, in a way yeah, like yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely but um but yeah no I would say that I was pretty persistent with getting my goals achieved <laughs> <laughs> yeah um when I was a kid like I had a skateboard for a brief period of time and I was one of those kids obviously that had all of the pads you could possibly have. Yeah. I was essentially just wrapped in pillows. You're a bubble boy. I was a bubble boy on a skateboard. And um, my dad was being an idiot one day. He's like, I'll oh, give it a try, I'll give it a try. And like he rode down the really steep driveway mm-hmm. and fell on his ass. And then, of course, he chose to just sort of lay there really still with his eyes closed, breathing really shallow. And um, just lay there while I freaked the fuck out. And I was like, I killed dad. <laughs> That's taking it too far you just thought he was being funny that's definitely turning it up to 11 (laughs) I forget what movie it was but but there was there was a skate movie I used to own and it showed 
all these clips of the skaters going off a huge ramp into a foam pit. Yeah. So they can basically try their backflips and, yeah. you know, their 720s with before, like, yeah. landing on hard ground. And um, one of the clips, this guy's screaming down the ramp, and as he's going on the incline of the ramp, he yeah. falls and just hits the ramp at what must be like 60 kilometers an yeah. hour and then just Please rolls into the phone like, pit oh i was like whoa does his <laughs> knee come out of <laughs> probably they after he rolled into the phone clip they cut the scene but oh man there's this um there's this park in newcastle it's like indoor skate park kind of thing oh right um, indoor to, yeah it's called like playgrounds park and it's to train like kids early indoors on you know half pipes bowls and they have like adults nights and I've been telling my wife for you know a good year now I'm gonna do one of the oldies nights um, but I take my nephew there and as opposed to me being you know padded and stuff and just terrified to do anything there's one of those foam pits and he loves it yes. he just goes right down this huge um, huge drop mm-hmm. straight off the ramp into the foam pits and I just sit there filming him in slow-mo because it's the best thing to see the look on his face yeah absolutely what's hilarious is at that age you have no fear he anyways no yes. fear. so the foam's kind of yes. neither here nor there it's like <laughs> I would do it anyway yeah well he does it on the resi for the smaller ones and just kind of lands and skids across the, the plastic and I'm like doesn't that hurt and he's like no and I'm like oh I'm old now <laughs> but it's such a cool park and I've been meaning to go there for ages and do the adults one yeah well that's awesome they have one here yeah, yeah. yeah indoor skate parks are it's, rare it's like about you know two different size half pipes a couple of bowls um, sort of a trick park with grinding bits and pieces wow. uh, a couple of large ramps and one with a foam pit and a bunch of trampolines to practice tricks on with no awesome. No, you saying um, these words really impresses me. What? I take Zach there all the time. I know. It, it, it just impresses me. <laughs> because, like, my... I'm ex- impressed as well. Yeah. <laughs> I impress you. Slightly like, intimidated as well. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, what are we going to talk about next? Like, don't, my don't experience worry, I'm not of actually talking, doing the skateboarding. talking about the bowl was, yeah. like, people fighting at the bowl. Because where I grew up, there was, like, just a bowl <laughs> that people skated at. But that's where you, like punched on it's, it's not where you went to it'd, fight it'd, it'd, it'd be like oh skate, we're meeting we after school at, at the, the bowl, bowl. Yeah. <laughs> if you're not there at four o'clock you're dead <laughs> that was the kind of stuff that went on actually there was one down the road from our place in Elamore Vale one of the outer suburbs in Newcastle that was just pretty much a giant concrete bowl and I think I got stuck in there one time and I had to get somebody to pull me out how did you get stuck in a bowl well because it was so like, deep you, and mm, I was really little mm. and I was just like how do I how do I get out of here I wasn't a bright kid <laughs> but I figured it out. Somebody pulled me up. I just imagine like a crane coming in to help you out. <laughs> Please tell me that was the case. It's like Homer where he got stuck in the well, pipe like, of the pipe of the water slide. Yeah, just that's like him. The fiber yeah. grade, fiber grade got called to get you out of this bowl. No, no one's ever had to. No, no professional has ever had to interfere with getting me out of something. Well, please, professional, do not interfere with Moose. <laughs> Oh man! So, would you say you're a good skater? No. 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 Just a passionate one. That's exactly right. And like I said, I didn't really stick with it long enough to get beyond uh, yeah. intermediacy. Do you miss it? Well, nah, no, no, no. But I still love watching it as much yeah. as I did. So I'm still constantly watching it. You prefer to be able to drum? <laughs> well, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like my limbs. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I think being a bit older now, like yeah. the idea of just hurting myself, I'm like, oh, no, no chance. Screw that. Yeah, yeah. It's like it takes you out of work, you know? That sucks. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, mm. and I'd be, yeah, I'd be very unhappy but if it, I couldn't play. As I was saying before, you know, when I played Tony Hawk's, I loved playing the game, but all the cutscenes and then the skate movies that my mate who was into skating was recommending and showing at his place, you know, I loved watching that stuff. Even mm. though I couldn't do it, I loved watching people who could. It was almost like... Whoa, let there be light. The light's just <laughs> You know, it was, it was just like it was just like tricks. It was like a trick show. You know, it was really fun to watch. Mm. And people doing stuff that I could never do it was super entertaining. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, no, and I still have a huge appreciation for the guys and girls out there that are still doing it. And yeah, some of the new oh, jeez, the new school skaters, the current ones. You, I watch the street yeah. league and stuff. That's the competitions they have in the states. Yeah, the guys like Nigel Houston and Chris Cole. They're just how are they different? Oh, they're they're a lot more technical. Yeah. And, uh, like, cleanliness is, is a big thing these days. So if you watch an old skate movie... So yeah, you've, gotta, so you've really got to land a trick and you've got to do it really well. Exactly, and yes. Yeah, they're very methodical and yeah. everything's, you know, it's about like precision. Gymnastics sort of... Yeah, like yeah, almost. Sort of yeah, yeah, almost. Yeah, 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 almost. So, yeah, they're a lot more... Uh, I don't know what the word is, but they're just a lot more precise and... Yeah, precise and clean seems really... Yeah. Yeah. When is, when is, yeah, the older school, they're all a bit rougher and it's all just about kind Cause of... Because it was probably more street then. It was, definitely. It's now definitely. almost considered a sport. Yeah, so. that's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. exactly right. It's cool. um, like anything that goes from counterculture to mainstream becomes refined and added onto over time. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Which I think is a good thing and a bad thing. But... Um, why good, why bad? Well, because... You see these guys rocking around with like Nike logos, and Red Bull just has its name on everywhere. <laughs> so you does, just know it? that what was once a culture of like rebelling and you know yeah. just younger people doing what they do and yeah. you know not following instructions or rules is now kind of being led. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I think exactly, the risky exactly. element of that still still makes it attractive. You know, like I still see kids in skate parks all the time. Well, it's kind of risky drinking Red Bull, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> like, just that in yeah. itself. That's, that's, it's a good stroke of marketing on their behalf, really. Yeah, that's true. Like, there were, there were um, you know, like eight-year-olds that would come into... My wife used to work at a Caltech. So Seriously, like, if eight-year-olds drinking Red Bull, that is definitely Well, they would come in and faith. pull together their spare change and... Um, like put a couple of cans of Red Bull on there and they plan to drink them together and she's like um hold on a second am I allowed to sell that to them because I really <laughs> feel like I no okay there's no it's, it's legal here you go and I know sit and drink it in the car park yeah that's it and they could buy six <laughs> of them and drink them in the car park there's nothing stopping them yeah I remember my equivalent of that was um in the 90s there was some I imagine it was government funded but some sort of like push to make kids drink more milk in school. <laughs> so they have like this milk called dynamite at school. Yeah. And so like I just smashed all this Actually, milk. Actually, I remember. Yeah. I, like, I do as much I milk as I could. As well. yeah. That's right. I <laughs> that's one of those things that. that you never, never, ever pull out of your brain. But but yeah, when you hear it, yeah, that's. They that had different flavors and stuff. But yeah, it was it was like jumping on, I guess, the Jurassic Park bandwagon at Whoa, the time. How are you going like, to bring that milk to Jurassic Park? Because yeah. it was called, like, dynamite. I don't know how they linked it together, but they have, like, <laughs> dinosaurs as, oh, like, think... dynamite oh, dinosaurs. So... <laughs> See, you're opening up my brain every yeah. podcast we do. <laughs> I'm learning so much about dinosaurs and milk. Well... 
Apart from um, watching surfing videos, have you had any experience with skating? Only falling and yeah. grazing my knee and then deciding like a thing you this is done. not for me. But no. um, uh, it was more of, you know when you know you're uncoordinated, so yep. you just go, I'm just going to do that. Did you, <laughs> whereabouts did you grow up? Uh, probably about 20 minutes from here. Okay. Like, so, so uh, kind of... Being a city kid, I would call it rural, but it's not. It's just kind of like... It's kind of in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, right. right. Because where I grew up, one of the things that I think would have helped uh, get me into skateboarding was being in a country town and like having nothing else to do. I mean, it kind of was a country town where I grew up, but there were also like computer games. So that was more attractive to me. Yeah, sure. (laughs) They have good music too. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I guess I, I think the internet and computer games brought a lot of music to me. As did these sort of films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Surf films more so. Not because I was into surfing, just because other people were and sort of seeped in. The two songs I remember that I would also I would always think of skating because it's simply Tony Hawk is Public Enemy and Anthrax. Um, <clears throat> can't remember the name. All I can remember is Hey, hello, will you go? Um, and that Superman song by Goldfinger. Oh, wasn't yeah. that the best song? Oh, every geez. time I hear it, yeah. Doesn't it amp you up? Mm. Yeah. I, oh, oh yeah. Gosh. Just that really crisp, um, crisp. Like, there's not a snare at the front. It's like. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Good. Like I don't know. If, I don't know if this is like, if this is sacrilege, but I fucking hate Scar. So like that. I think that would fall into Scar, but that's I can tolerate that. I love that song. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, I I don't know why Scar. I can't do punk. I can do, and anything else with horns I can do. But you put punk and horns together, I blame the mighty mighty boss tones. I could never stand that song. Yeah, no, look, I know what you mean, and that's a fair call. It's yeah, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Hard to know why, but yeah. No, but it's, 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 I don't know. There was, there was, the people who were into punk and the people who were into ska were just there was there was there was a little bit of a line there. Yeah, yeah, yep. no. it's a bit too boppy. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, well, I gotta be completely honest that I was against anything to do with like that would be even classified as like skate punk in the nineties because. I was completely obnoxious. And so were people who were into skate oh, I really was, I was obnoxious. So I was like, oh, if it's not like Radiohead or something like that, I was like, oh, it's not good enough. Yeah. And it was only like later on that I was like, oh, I'm being a fucking douchebag. <laughs> this is actually good music and I'm into it. Right, right. But it was like this age where you sort of think that you found out about something and then you're like, oh, no, nothing else is good. Yeah. And I kind of uh, didn't realise yeah. that, you know what, just because one thing's good doesn't mean that other things aren't also good for different reasons absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. And like I'm glad that like that's a lesson I've you know carried on in life yeah <laughs> just because you like one thing doesn't exclude other things yeah yeah I used to have this mentality whereas like if everybody liked it yeah yeah exactly I used to hate yeah. the fucking strokes because I thought 
oh, everyone likes the Strokes. I fucking hate the Strokes. Right. And then I listened to it and I was like, oh, actually, this is kind of yeah, kind of good. good. <laughs> I had that with Avril Lavigne. I was like, no, she's pop and she's not cool. And, you know, she's like, right, right, right. And then one day I clicked and I was like, hold on, this song is incredible. I don't think she writes her own songs. No, I don't think so I'm not going to give her credit for that. No. But what she does and how she sings it, Funny it's enough, she had well. the Skater Boys song, didn't she? Yeah, she I wasn't even thinking about that one. Oh my god. <laughs> there you go, it all links What up. a segue. <laughs> it's like a fucking episode of Seinfeld. <laughs> and she did date the guy from Sun 41. They're a great band, so, you know, I think she was married to the guy from Sun 41. I don't know if that's a great band. Well, I like Does This Look Infected? I think that's a really good record. Okay. If everybody likes it, okay. it's not okay. necessarily bad. That's okay. right. Pointy. Sure. sure, sure, sure. Thank you. I actually don't even know the record. I've listened to a little bit of Sum 41, but mm. I don't think I've ever sat down and had a good the hard first, listen. The first record was alright. It was very like... Blink-182 meets Fight for Your Right to Party Beastie Boys. Which, so it was kind of like just a little bit, yeah. But the second record was much more straight up loud guitars and that was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, which is what I always thought they were. I thought they were a bit more loud and guitar yeah. driven yeah. and more kind of uh, heavy than... That, that's, the second album struck me as, oh, same band? No, like they were just much more heavy and... They did play with Iggy. They did play with Ziggy. So, like, that's pretty fucking cool. That exactly. That's got to be a bit of a pat on the back. Like, if the godfather of punk's like, yeah, you're doing something okay, I guess. And not judging, because I love Kesha, but he did also guest on Kesha's record, so I don't know if you can really vouch Iggy for did? Iggy, yeah. Oh, no, I don't think that's a bad thing. Like, Kesha did stuff with the Flaming Lips as well. That's true. Yeah, right, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Wow. And, like, her label's, like... Well, I don't know if it's still her label after the stuff. No, it's still her label. Recently. They won't let her out. But um, but yeah, like they wouldn't allow it to be released. Oh, gosh, labels. So she so. did stuff with Flaming Lips, and yeah, she did stuff with Iggy as well. Yeah, yeah. That's how I'm kind of like, yeah, she's cool. But no, I like her anyway. I don't know. I guess no one really knows what happened, but I just err on the side of caution with that whole sort of Kesha business. It seems like something. Why would you make that stuff up? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh god, yeah. Seems kind of yeah. Mm. That's down a whole different path. That's, yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that is. That's, yeah, that's a different rabbit hole. Let's debate right and wrong. No, all of my all of my skating music influences come from Tony Hawk's. But why punk? With why skating? punk and skating go so well together? Well, I think again because skating was a way of like it was popular amongst teenagers mm. and a way of rebelling and. So was punk. You know, punk was but a I way like of... A lot of the great stuff that's associated with um, with 90s skating was almost stuff from the late 70s, a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah. Until, well, until it became super popular around the mid-90s to go a bit back and forth. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I guess it was, and that's probably because skating, you know, started around... I forget what it was. I remember watching... Um, what was it, Z-Boys, the Dogtown oh, movie? That, I kind of like that. Yeah, yeah. So all that stuff, oh, yeah, you're right. All the yeah. skateboarding kind of did start with the late 70s punk rock scene, with bands yeah. like Black Flag. Um, yeah. So maybe that just stuck with it for a little while and... Totally. And had its influences there. But I think, yeah, I think the whole, like, punk and punk rock and 
styles like that linked with skateboarding so well because it just suited the people and the style and the mm. culture, which was uh, what like the not so accepted culture. Yeah, yeah, totally. You're making me want to go and listen to Herbie Hancock though. Oh, you have to listen to Headhunters. Because I'm totally up for jazz. Okay, so this is now the episode in the episode. Episode two. Yeah, this is like the episode in the episode now. So so tell us about this. Educate us. But like I'm totally into Miles Davis and stuff like that and onwards. So like I feel he fits into that classic jazz but a bit more. Well, Herbie played with Miles Davis. Herbie played with Miles Davis all through like, uh, uh, it was the 50s and 60s, I think. Yeah. but then he became his own band leader and branched out and started playing with a lot of synthesizers and, again, pretty much, you could say pioneer jazz funk. I'm sure there would be people that would argue that there were other people, but he had a very uh, big influence on the birth of funk rock. Stepping um, out on a... Jazz funk, sorry. Jazz stepping funk. out on a limb here because I don't think this is a thing, but... I'm keen to hear this. Drum roll. Did Herbie Hancock have a really boundary-pushing but now looking back kind of weird film clip with mannequins and rubber things and robots? Uh, that sounds correct. I mean, the album cover... <laughs> I'll take that. Correct. I'll take sounds correct. <laughs> well, the album cover of Headhunters was a very digitally-based um, uh, figure... Uh, like, figure but also had its African vibes around it, so it was like linking the two together. Yeah. I don't know if I've seen the film clip, though. I saw it late night on Rage, and for some reason it's, it's linking in my brain with Herbie Hancock that was, there, was like, there was like these robot mannequin things sitting on lounges wearing pants, kicking their legs up and down. It was all timed to the music. Well, we, we do kind of have like pub trivia rules for this podcast. Can I break them? Can I break so, them? No, no, we cannot oh, break damn them, it. but we will look at after the podcast... And when we post this episode, we'll, if that video exists, we will post it. If it doesn't, though, I, I need if to If it find doesn't, out. you need to make the video. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get in touch with Herbie Hancock. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Breaking pub trivia rules. I have, oh, to know, I have to know what this is. Love it. Yeah, let's... Uh, it's totally not going to be the same thing now. Hold on. I so kind of tra- hope it's something vastly different now. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. It's, it's likely to be now because I'm like second guessing myself and if I don't want to think about just this for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> I, I don't imagine he would have a heap of film clips. This was like early 80s territory here, I think. Mm. Preliminary results. Preliminary. There is a film clip by Herbie Hancock. Oh god, it fucking is. Yes. yes. Okay. All right. Is this kind of like 2001: A Space Odyssey right now? Are you like the Simon? It's Rocket. Herbie Hancock. Ah. <clears throat> this is a Herbie Hancock track. Wow. See, like legs in closets, robot legs hanging from things. Like as a kid, this film clip coming on Rage was like. I mean, it's Whoa. not. I mean, it's not quite come to daddy, but it's pretty close. It's pretty close. <laughs> And like Herbie Hancock's hands are on a television in the middle and these creepy robots doing shit. Okay. And by now he's done with the funk rock. uh, Sorry, the jazz funk and into the... uh... Early electro funk. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Herbie Hancock rocker. I need that ring. I always think of like the Marty Boosh when it's like jazz funk fusion. (laughs) To give him credit though, like he he, he covers a lot of ground. He, He like... Rings true to skate, ro- skate 
punk music for you and skate films, to me, he rings true to robots and like mannequins. And yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> that's generally what you what you watched as a kid. Just mannequins and robots. Yeah. <laughs> you just a lot got of my really education came from rage. You just got really engrossed in Terminator Two. <laughs> like, I need to find out more about these robots. Why just why doesn't Arnie dance more? <laughs> So yeah, I don't know how those two really link up, Herbie and skating, but 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 like no, I said, Watermelon right. Man off the yeah. Headhunters album was in the film Mouse and watching the skateboarding along with that track. So you recommend Headhunters to take away from this? Absolutely. Alright, definitely. Definitely, right. yeah. I'm kind of like, although I still buy records I love, I'm loving Spotify because when I have conversations like this, I can just go and save the album, download it to my phone and listen to it. Totally, totally. But I've... Um, avoided buying anything with a dock for my actual house so I still do buy records and put them on during dinner and stuff oh uh, awesome yeah 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 I do the same thing yeah. Yeah, I'm a huge Spotify user but I love buying the albums as well what is I, I, I just treat Spotify as it's just like a taster it's totally like, it's, it's exactly. just the radio yep like it's that's like the radio it's, it's a listing station in, yep. in a CD shop you know like you can't go into JV Hi-Fi put a record on listen to it and then buy it so that's kind of what that is yeah well it's it's kind of like Radio Plus One because you can curate it to what you actually want to listen to yeah, and then choose from that what you actually want to buy. Yeah. 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 But it's not even like... I remember when I first got introduced to Spotify and I was like, wow, I'll never have to buy music again and I can get everything I want here. And then very quickly after that, I was like, nah, this isn't the same. I still enjoy... No buying an album or a CD or whatever and just listening to that one bit of music and maybe only to that album for a month or two? Well, I think it's like two things. One, it's wanting to have something tangible to say, this is what I love. Sure. But more importantly, it's like, I want to support the people that make this art. Yes. Yeah. And like, that's the most important thing, like as a fan, like that's what you want to do because otherwise without that, there is no more art. Yeah, yeah, and there's some, I don't know, It's it seems like you can, like, Spotify kind of floods your mind a little bit with too much. Yeah. Whereas when you've just got the one product, you can get, you can get a lot deeper with it, you know, you can really get to know it, and... I thought it was a really good idea to make a genre playlist, and then I realised I'd be, like, pumping a couple of hundred tracks at a time into the genre playlist, and that I'd just put it on shuffle, and I'd maybe hear the same song twice in a year or so, I'm sure. But yeah. it's like... Oh, I probably am listening to that Courtney Barnett record more because it is sitting on the bookshelf above the the record player and I'm putting it on, I'm putting it on, I'm putting it on because it's there and I don't want to walk over the other side of the room and grab another CD, so I'm putting this on and listening to it over a month. Yeah. And I'm really invested in it. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Well, no, I think there's a lot that can be... You can almost get a lot more from a very little amount oh, when it comes totally. to music and listening. Well, I don't know. Like, I always think, like... It's kind of like when you first get into music and start loving music, you maybe, what, have a couple of albums that you're into, Mm -hmm. so you play those motherfuckers to death. Yeah. Yeah. And they're the records you're going to remember for the rest of your life. Absolutely. Blink-182 Dude Ranch. That's the one. (laughs) Boom. That's the one. That's the way it works. Like, I mean, it doesn't take away from everything else you find out after that. But there's those couple of records when you first start loving something that's the kind of gateway drug that you keep going back to. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Like, that's what got you hooked. Yeah, and you can st- I still listen to Dude Ranch, and I'm like, wow, yeah. I didn't realise that hit was in there, or, you know. 
It's, it is... it's no surprise, like, being a drummer, you love that kind of stuff as well, because Travis Barker, like, although Blink are huge, his drumming is fucking awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dude Ranch was Scott Rayner, by the way. Oh, really? But he had an alcohol problem, so he got kicked out of oh, the band. Oh, man, I didn't know that. And then uh, Travis Barker came in for Enema of the State. Because I got into Blink around Enema of the State time, as I think a lot of people did. Like, that's when that huge album that blew up, and then I went yeah. backwards. Oh, yeah, yeah, which was a great, great way to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never really got into Blink, but I do remember watching um, Recovery... I don't know oh. who was in the band at the time, but when um, they played Damn It on... Oh, that was Scott. Yeah, that was oh, Scott, really? the original drummer. It was yeah, pretty yeah, sloppy. Yeah, yes, that like that, yeah. oh, that's exactly right. Back to that sloppy versus yeah. clean thing of the old versus new. And I like oh, that. Man. I remember going, yeah, this is pretty good. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Scott had a totally different feel to um, Travis. Yeah. And it's so interesting seeing how so different. Do you, as a drummer, like the looser feel of it or the, the really precise crispness? Well, I like both. I, I, you know, I like. The different things. I like, yeah. yeah, and I like how obvious the differences are yeah and you know you can't argue that even the sloppier drumming it's got a lot of feel in it and you can hear that stuff and it's so obvious it's like it's like correcting someone's um correcting someone's timing in pro tools or something like that you can do that that's fine but sometimes it's more about the feel of it you can leave it half a beat behind you know it's just that yeah absolutely and it's important too because that stuff's humanness it's just that's what you're going to hear when you go see someone play well exactly so why try and hide that and that's what you want to hear you want to hear another human being you don't necessarily want to hear something that's been perfected if you can leave me with one thing it's totally Herbie Hancock which I'm going to check out if I can leave you with one thing those indoor skate parks are amazing (sighs) if you have a kid who you don't mind falling over and hurting themselves yep I got a nephew who's like four so as soon as he's like six yeah, I'll get yeah. him in there boom that's what like, as soon as his bones are good enough to be broken yeah, I will right, break yeah. them oh, no, I'm like I'm like Zach I love you and you have no fear with this stuff at all so I'm happy to watch you do this okay thank you Sam alright no <laughs> thank worries you. thank you guys thank you Ramy <laughs> sleep